Welcome to the Marvel Deviants MCU podcast where we'll be talking about Ant-Man today. I'm Anthony and joining me today is Mr. Sir. Hello. Mr. Sir's in the house. <laughs> I, I shouldn't even put it like that, joining me today. <laughs> joining me always is Mr. Sir. Okay, so we'll be talking about Ant-Man, maybe a little bit of news, but basically we'll be breaking down the movie, any kind of conflicts of opinion that we had, and possibly theories for phase four but you have to stay tuned for that yeah okay so starting out the only bit of news that i think is really making trends as far as like the mcu universe goes is and everyone knows is jeremy rayner yeah getting yeah you got snow cat ran over his leg yeah like a 700 pound like snow plow 1800 1800 damn i guess it was i guess it was moving and he tried to hop in it yeah, he was so. From what I read, he was um, he uh, a friend of his got stuck, and he was pulling it with the plow, and the plow, I think, got stuck or something. And he got out of it, and then it started to roll, and he went to go back in it to I don't know, could be in the cab, and it just kind of rolled over him. He's in like it sounds like it fucked him up, but he's he's in like okay condition. He's like yeah, he's, he's like aware and stuff he's posting on yeah, instagram and yeah, stuff he's so definitely. he's not like it's not like gonna die or anything but it sounds like he got really hurt yeah 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 so yeah i can imagine yeah <laughs> having a big plow like it sounded like he like ran ran over his legs yeah his i guess his one leg yeah yeah he had like severe blood loss and luckily the neighbor was a doctor because <laughs> they they applied a tourniquet oh that's terrible Man, that would, what a bad way to start the year. Gangsta Boo of uh, Three Six Mafia passed away on on uh, January first, and now and then Jeremy Renner like <laughs> got squished. Yeah, yeah. Any other bit of news? Uh, other than it sounded like um, Hugh Jackman sounded um, on a on an Instagram thing. It sounded like he was uh, he's getting ready to film. Um, with uh ryan reynolds and it sounds like he possibly leaked the name of the movie wolverine and deadpool yeah yeah that, that video i showed you off his yeah uh, yeah off Where, his twitter because um spirited was uh nominated for best original song which is the movie they uh ryan reynolds just did with uh, uh will ferrell i haven't i didn't watch it it's a christmas movie yet. it's a musical which is another reason why i didn't watch it but uh he was uh hugh jackman was uh pleading that he not win the award so he wasn't going to be incredibly annoying which for the I, next year yes yeah. <laughs> so they're going to be filming it sounds like they're going to be starting to film that pretty soon that's going to be that'll be cool i'm excited for that yeah i'm excited to see hugh jackman probably where both i would assume they would be bringing him back and they're going to put him in the yellow spandex and probably give him the brown uniform too just so they could cover all bases could be um I keep seeing reports that they've been taken by the tva have you have you heard anything about that is that fake is that <laughs> the the variant uh i don't know maybe yeah the time variance authority <laughs> yeah that's i guess from what I've read, I don't know how true it is or what I mean, the sources. That, I didn't look into it. So before before Marvel bought the X-Men back or bought Fox or before Disney bought Fox or whatever, the original plan from what I remember for Deadpool Pool 3 was 
and Ryan Reynolds talked about this was it was going to be um, a big time jumping thing. So he's right. going to really abuse that that time uh, portal thing that he got, which he does in the comic books too. It's a big, big thing. He's got like a teleporter, um, but he I, it, that was going to be a big thing. So it sounds like they're they're just going to make it more wrapped up into the actual MCU of it all. Yeah, in fact, um, talked on the other podcast about how I was in the middle of Cable and Deadpool right now. And that's part of the thing is when Cable became like the Messiah, they refused. So now anytime either of them body slide or whatever, they'll appear at the other one. Oh, well, okay. now some other stuff has happened in the comic, but it's neither here nor there. But yeah, and even before that, yeah, he's and there's no, and there's no word on uh, if Josh Brolin will be back as Cable, but I assume he would be. It sounded like he liked doing it and he was and when it was originally going to be at Fox it sounded like he was he was going to be a big part of that movie as well yeah and especially now with um but they might have swapped him out for Wolverine could be yeah or just they know that's what people want and they have the rights that's for it, I mean you know? I mean that's I mean I knew as soon as they bought Fox and like Feige is going to put <laughs> yeah he's gonna get Hugh Jackman back no matter what yeah yeah and I, I was listening to um an interview with Hugh Jackman and he was talking about, I think it was like August 18th or whatever on August 17th, he was never playing Wolverine again. And then on August 18th, he was back into playing Wolverine. So he said he, he never knows. Um, and he said that Wolverine and Deadpool's relationship is unlike anything he's had to encounter in a movie before because his, his Logan character completely detests Deadpool and does not want to be around him at all. Right. Yeah. 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 They have, they have, <laughs> yeah. Wolverine is like a completely serious character, 100% all the time. And Deadpool is the opposite. Oh, that'll be a very funny dynamic. That's sure. sort of the dynamic that Cable and Deadpool have. But, um, there, Cable has more, he tolerates Deadpool a lot more than yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine suffers no fools. <laughs> so that'll be very funny to watch him. Yeah, looking forward to it a lot. <laughs> Just fortunately have to wait a year. Yeah. Um, other than that, anything else happening on the horizon? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I didn't, other than I don't think John Krasinski said recently that he doesn't think he's going to be back as Mr. Fantastic. And I didn't think he was going to either. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Nah, not especially like there's one of those things where I I wanted it until I got it and then I got it and I'm like, man, that sucked. I did not want that. <laughs> I did not that wasn't as cool as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, but he's just kind of thrown into it and you're getting you're given like a kind of a weird interpretation of Reed Richards. Yeah. And I mean the they wanted it too, though. Like Marvel wanted that bad because they were like drawing Reed and Sue to look like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in the comics for a little bit. Like they were courting them pretty heavily, and like that's what the that's what uh, fans were asking for that too. There's a lot of like you know fan that whole thing is it's fan treatment. Yeah. Oh yeah, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did I ever tell you my my theory on why? They had, they're bringing back like just like the old X Men. No, um, 
I think they're the contracts for like the Fox X-Men people. This is super inside baseball, but they're not up until I think next year. So I did when they do use the X-Men characters, they're using the old people. They're just waiting on that stuff to roll to run out so they can use they can bring in their all new crop of people that they want to use for that. All right. And I, th- and I think there's a reason for that. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think it's, I think it's because they don't they're not able to um, they have to use those old actors until um, their contracts run out in 2024. So. You know, it's it's cool that Patrick Stewart shows up in that movie, and it's it's a good bit of fan service. But there's a reason why it's him and not somebody else, and that's why you know in WandaVision they have um, what's his name show up as Quicksilver, but not really Quicksilver, not right. not Aaron Paul, or not Aaron Paul the oh what's his name from man. Kickass? <laughs> I don't remember oh, his name. I'm having a brain fart right now. His name's Aaron something. Aaron. Johnson, I think, whatever, and then and then like you know Wolverine is going to be show- obviously that's what everybody wants, but like the long rumored thing was for Wolverine is what they want to do is he they want him to be like the introduction to the mutants and everything and like proper X Men so like him being you know early days of the um, Weapon X program and then they were going to do show movie show movie. That's and cool. it sounds like that's, I mean, it sounds like they've been testing the water with like how interconnected these shows are to the movies yeah. and seeing if fans will. Yeah, that's the cool be, thing about Phase 4 is Disney definitely has a whole new dynamic. Yeah. The whole new plan, you know, because so much of these shows have tied into the movies. The The Dark Tower show that, um, the Dark Tower adaptation that, um, what's his name? Idris Elba. No, 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 no. Um, well, they're going. It's going to be at Amazon, and it's um, the guy that did um, Haunting of Hill House and Doctor Sleep. He's doing it, and they're doing a similar thing. I I don't remember Ron um, Ron Howard was going to do this way back in the day. It was going to be show movie show or Ooh. movie show is like it, the in between stuff, and then like three movies, two series. In between That's cool. Them. So it sounds like that's what they're doing over at uh, Amazon. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah, yeah. But it relates back to lo- the Logan idea yes. they originally talked about where each season would cover a different aspect of yes. Logan. Yes, so like, yeah, so the the first season I think was going to be Weapon X, and then the movie I think was going to be Alpha Flight. So I'm confused because I thought that Kevin Feige was a person, not a robot. <laughs> Sorry, no. He is a he is a robot. I saw. I watched. She-Hulk. Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, it doesn't spoil anything besides no, that really. aspect of it. But <clears throat> no, did you watch She Hulk? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love I love She Hulk. It was very funny. Yeah, me too. All right, so we should probably get into the Ant of Man. Yeah, and on our sister show, we. Went through astonishing, what was it, astonishing tales? No, it was uh, Marvel, Marvel premiere. Marvel premiere. Uh, Marvel uh, premiere. Forties. Tales to Astonish were <laughs> just did was, that episode too. <laughs> tales to Astonish was um, the uh, Ant Man uh, first yeah. appearance. Yeah, yeah. Tales. 
But uh, yeah, it was Marvel premiere 47 and 48. Those are the first appearances of Scott Lang as Ant-Man. Yeah. And interesting enough, it tied a lot into this movie. Yes. Well, you could see a lot of elements. Yeah, there were there are elements that they took and, and put in there. But it's honestly like the stories are very different. And like how how some of the characters are, are very different. But we're not talking about the comics. I, I don't think that's a complaint so much. No, about not it necessarily. Being no, 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 I'm not, not saying you were. But I just mean in the community at large. Um, how do you personally feel about them changing stuff up? I don't care. It's yeah. like sometimes it bothers me. Like when when it's a character that you have a lot of attachment to. And you see them and you're, you're like, that's not the version that I like. However, the version that I like already exists in something else. So I can kind of like when you're watching the movie, you just be like, well, that sucks. But that's not like what the character is to me. Yeah. You know, I can I can separate it from like different mediums like there's, you know, like the co- the cartoon is different than the comic, which is different than the movies. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same page as you. I have no problem with it because you can always go back and read the comic, right? Yep. Yeah, I I don't get too I don't get too upset about that stuff. It doesn't. You know, it's what it is. What it is. Like they're different stuff, and uh, other people like on and these comics have been around for like what like eighty plus years. I think we're getting arrested for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the comics have been around for like 80 plus years. So there's different inter like it doesn't matter what you can read a Spider-Man comic from a different era. And you could be a different, a widely different, you know, take on his character, even in the books themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, So do you want to start giving like a brief synopsis and we'll talk about it? Sure. Um, so, uh, Ant-Man's about, uh, career criminal, Scott Lang. Um, he's, uh, freshly out of prison and, uh, he is trying, um, just to stay on the straight and narrow to, so he can, uh, have visitation with his daughter, Cassie. So I know there's like talks, but does it ever go into specifics about other crimes that he had committed before in the movie? Um, one of them was like, it sounded like he was, it was, um, sort of like a Robin Hood kind of thing where people, where he was like, well, yeah, because of the, the company that he worked for or whatever, he went and gave back $4 million. Yeah. Or 400, something like that. But it sounded like before that he was just kind of like a cat burglar and stuff like that. And you see some of those skills done later in the movie, but, um. Um, after losing his job at Baskin Robbins, he gets a bug put in his ear, no pun intended, by his friend um, to uh, get some quick cash and, and uh, get this uh, one last job. And the one last job ends up being after after a series of like Home Alone esque, like getting trying to break into this. Um, safe using all of his uh, thieving skills uh he gets the he breaks in expecting you know a big payday and inside inside of there instead is a ant man suit right because he's trying to get money so he can see his yes he's trying yeah he's trying to wants money or something he can sell something he can steal and sell but instead he just has a superhero suit so he takes it and he tries it on, of course, and then he, then there's just a series of him uh, 
using the suit, the power's not quite working, and then trial by water. Yes. <laughs> As Hank Pym is talking to him through his headset. Yes, Hank Pym is is talking to him. You're, you're, you hear uh, Michael Douglas's lovely voice. There's. A, did you watch any of the deleted scenes for this? I did not. There's a ton of deleted scenes. Well, I, I think it's a lot more than usual for Marvel. I don't always watch all the deleted scenes, but I did in this case. And there's the deleted scene where he's air quotes casing the joint. I don't know why I'm using it. He's literally casing the joint. Um, but he uh, he pretends to be a cable guy. So he undoes the cable at the splitter on the outside of Hank Pym's house. And then he pretends to be the cable guy. And he's like going in there. He's trying to get in the basement to look around. But the cable runs in from the outside. Of it, but it's it's just it's it's interesting stuff. And I kind of get why they took a lot of it out for pacing. Like there's another deleted scene where I mean the movie's already like two hours long. Yeah. So. And, the, and there's another deleted scene where the cops are trying to the two police officers, which is one is Cassie's stepdad. And the other one is Avon Barksdale from yeah. the wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out how the heck he got out of prison. Or out of jail. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So, and, and, and other interesting stuff like that. And then there's a couple of segments as well. I'll let you get back to the synopsis in a second here. But it kind of goes a little bit more in depth um, with uh, his Scott Lang's background. There's also an interview with Darren Cross. But basically, there's like footage of him breaking into um, the company. And yeah. then he drives the CEO's car into the pool. But before he does, he takes out the camera. And then when they get the camera, the cops get the camera back going again or whatever. They try to pull the they try to pull the car out of the pool, but they attach it wrong. They attach it to the bumper that <laughs> rips the bumper off and breaks the camera. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's just a, it's an interesting three minute watch, for sure. So anyway, sorry. Back to no, the no, no. You're fine. Um, so it's it's revealed that um, well he after he after he gets on the suit and Hank Pym is talking to him, he gets freaked out. He returns the suit back to where it was, and then he gets immediately arrested. Um, so from there, we find out that um, he was, it was on purpose. All this stuff was on purpose. He gets out of jail. Um, Except for him being arrested. Yeah. That, that, that was Hope. Him getting, yeah, Hope, Hope him, um, Hank's daughter. Um, I feel like I'm dragging this on too. <laughs> You're actually not because you've you're just missing a couple key elements as well. Where yeah, the whole well, Darren Cross yeah, the Darren. I was gonna get to that. Yeah, because the reason, the whole reason why they, he wanted him to get the Ant Man suit, he wanted to make sure that he was the right guy for the job, and he also wanted he needed somebody to be able to wear the suit and break into, um, Pim Pim Industries and get um, because this guy is about to create. Um, he's very close to replicating the pin particles that um, what's his that Hank created way right. back in the eighties or whatever that, 70s, 80s. It's tough to tell what the timeline is. Here. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think no, I think it's eighty nine when he walks in. Okay, and he quits. That's right, because he does. That was like one of the first like age reduction things that they did in Marvel, and it looks kind of okay, but like what gives it away and they do it. They figured this out later is the walk. Mm. Old guys have a very distinctive walk and it doesn't matter if you de-age their faces when you see them walking <laughs> like De Niro, De Niro in um, 
the the Scorsese movie, the new one. Oh, the Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The walking is what gives it away. But um, so yeah, and Darren Cross. Who's who's he played by? I forget the actor. Darren Cross. Oh, dude, you know yeah, how I, I am with names. Yeah, no, and um, I can't. I'm trying to think of other stuff. He's in. I'll rattle it off anytime, but when you put me on the spot, no worries. <laughs> so. And it's uh, so he's been doing he's been working on experiments trying to get the the pin particles to work and he's close but not close enough so when he shrinks stuff it turns into a shrinking goop pile which he <clears throat> but he doesn't have it quite right they, they zap someone and they turn it into goo instead of like little people and he does that to like a guy that he feels like slighted him in the office. Like he's like, well, we, I think we need to do more research. And he's like, oh, I'll give you more research. And you, when he's taking a piss, he like turns him into yeah. a little. <laughs> that is the thing about Darren Cross too. Is that he's well written. Um, not not just like as far as Corey like, Stoll is the guy that Corey, plays yep. him. And he's uh, he was he played a uh, junior in many states in New York. He's yeah. brilliant. He's yeah, very. Brilliant actor. Oh yeah. my god, he looks and sounds just like him. <laughs> Very um, good. Uh, so yeah, like he's, I mean, Marvel does a really good job with making three dimensional characters, especially their villains. But <clears throat> just his dialogue, like it, it's just he really has that corporate dialogue because he mentioned to that yeah. guy, he's like, I really appreciate your opinion, and I'd love to talk to you, but about that later. But then even when he talks to Hope, because you find out that he actually knows about Scott Lang and all the stuff going on, because he calls Hope on the phone and he's like. I really appreciate you and I couldn't do this without or whatever. I'm yeah. Gonna... Yeah. He's a worm and he, he like, well, like withhold information as long as it can benefit him in yeah. some way. And he on. just is so great at the, 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 it's well-written. Yeah. I, I will push back on you a little bit on the Marvel bad guy thing, because sometimes those are the weakest parts of the movie. And I'll, I'll be honest, like as good as he is, he, the bad guy in Ant-Man is the weakest part of Ant-Man. But he's still, I think he's a good bad guy, but like, well, we'll get into it. I don't think he's like two dimensional, though. No, but like when I think of like Marvel, bad like Marvel movies with like the bit, the bad guys in them are like usually kind of like an really? afterthought, in my opinion. Yeah, like, well, I'm thinking like compared Guardians to like of the Galaxy for superhero movies, like compared to DC and stuff. Like, you I mean, true, like, I, I, yeah, Justice League, that movie just has a, the stinkiest bad guy problem batman versus superman another one but like i think like even ones that i really like like that's that's the thing about the marvel movies overall like they they could they, they could have like one element that sucks but the rest of the movie brings it up together enough to where you're forgiving of it like he's a good he's a well-written bad guy and everything but if i think of like the Marvel movies I really like, like Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, Ronan the Accuser is not in that movie. Well, those those are like introductory movies to heroes, and like the focus is on those characters. Right. So well, Ant Man is another example. I know, but and and I think like if and I wasn't meaning it this way, but if you take that as an example for those introductory movies, he's probably one of the more well written bad guys. You know? I'd, I'd agree because I mean, because look at like captain america like i love red skull in the comics and stuff and even the character but there's there's no depth to red skull no you know but I mean, yeah and I, again I, the thing that makes that character work in that movie is uh what's his name uh agent smith 
just acting it up and just being as hammy as possible. Mm-hmm. And like that works for like that kind of character. Right. I don't, I, like I said, I don't disagree with you that he's good in the movie. And like, I just, I just think that there, there are a lot of Marvel movies where I'm just like, man, the bad guy was like totally wasted on that. Thor, so, the dark, dark world is another one. Yeah. They really shafted Malekith in that movie. Eternals. No bad guy in that movie. Um, as much as I love Iron Man three, that movie kind of has a stinky villain problem as well. Mm. The extremist stuff is cool, but it's like I don't know. It's it's a I little. Know. I disagree because I I really I really liked him as a villain. Oh, man, speaking of being bad with names, I that name is escaping me now. Oh yeah, I, I can, keep thinking Kilgrave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, and well, I think the other thing was Iron Man three was a, a weak script, and here we have a really good script, well written, you know, and even expectations going in even before um, Edgar Wright departed, like it still had big expectations for this movie, and I feel like it yeah, delivered. like visually they had a lot of like that was like the big thing of a, like if you ever read anything about the script or anything of the original Edgar Wright one, the action sequences in it were like awesome and yeah. like a lot of that stuff it feels like of the Edgar Wright stuff that they probably kept who knows how much of it is and Edgar Wright said he didn't really see much of his movie in the oh, really? screen but that's also Edgar Wright and he could just be like you know how directors are when they get a project taken away from them yeah. like that was his movie that he really made for a while and it got kind of you didn't want to be an MCU guy. But he chose to walk away, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. walked away, but like it be it was like you can make the movie, but you're not gonna be able to make it the way that you wanna make it. He wasn't gonna be able to do an Edgar Wright movie. It wasn't right. gonna be like hot fuzz or anything. It would have been probably closer to the Ant Man that we saw. So Okay. I mean it, and it's a good movie, but it but it's you know when you see that, you're like, man, Edgar Wright would have really because he's still he's still credited the movie as for the script and the yeah, story. Yeah, he yeah yeah <clears throat> he's an executive producer on it. And yeah, there's stuff like, especially when you read that comic book, you can tell like, whoever wrote this like, they like, they took what they wanted from it and really didn't relieve a lot of stuff. Like the gotcha. Darren Cross bad guy is totally different. They wanted to, it sounds like they really just wanted to incorporate as much Hank Pym and Ant-Man lore into one movie as they could. Right. So they kind of amalgamated Darren Cross and like, I don't say Egghead, but like like another bad guy to become well, Yellow Egghead's Jacket. In, in the sequel, yeah. Yeah. Well, sort technically. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a flashback. Yeah. Um, And we'll get more into that. Next episode or yes. two episodes from now, because Civil War is in between that. Yeah, because basically what we're doing with this is Quantumania is coming up. We're going to review that, but before we get to that, we're going to do Ant Man, then Civil War, then Ant Man and the Wasp, and then Endgame. Yes. Which, when we're looking at this movies, we'll be taking more of an Ant Man perspective. So, dear listener, please keep that in mind when <laughs> we're reviewing it. Yeah, when we're talking about Civil War and we're. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure um, Golden should be back then. He's also our other PIC partner in crime, partner in comics. Ooh, yeah. partner in casting. <laughs> our, our Potter in comics. 
our Potter and casting. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's funnier than it should be. <laughs> so, um, but again, you, I, I kind of seen your point now about the villains. I feel like though, as much as they do miss, they do a damn good job when they get it right. Like it's, yeah, it's, ego it's uncomparable. Yeah. You know, like Thanos. Yes, Thanos is completely different than the comics. Yeah. Well, not completely different, but definitely different. And, and and if we're doing like standalone bad guys, Ultron is a really good one. Yeah, I, that movie rocks. Like Those it doesn't really, on me. yeah, and it doesn't really tie. It sort of ties into other stuff, but that one could kind of stand on its own as well. And I like I I like that about it. Yeah, I I seen a I've seen a couple posts online now, Twitter and whatnot, where they rank the Avengers movie, and everybody always puts Age of Ultron at the bottom. I don't get it. Like it's, I, I do get it. Like, cause it, it does feel, cause it was announced and everything after they already announced like an infinity, those movies, not what they were going to be called. Right. Like those movies. Right. So you, so it already, you're going into it being like, well, whatever happens in this doesn't matter. These people are going to be in the next movie. So it, it already came from that. And there's, there's a bit of Joss Whedon backlash now as well. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah we like, don't need to get into that. No, no. But like his his fingerprints are all over that movie as far as like how, how the characters talk. Well, yeah, he everything. was heavily involved with Marvel at that yeah. point. You know. <clears throat> yeah, but I I think James Spader is a really real yeah. what a good act, oh, casting yeah. choice for that. He's got such a great voice for, for the sure. guy for sure. Um, so where we were in the story, Darren, um, so it may, he's Scott Lang has the costume. He's getting, um, he, Dave, he's been, uh, sort of kidnapped, brought in to, um, Hank Pym's house, uh, by Hope and Hank. And he's being given, you know, he's, he's, they're telling him what the deal is, what they need him for. He's got to, he's got to break into like this old abandoned warehouse uh, that Stark had to get a, I don't, what was he getting out of there? Some piece of equipment that they needed. Yeah, I don't remember I don't exactly what it was. I, I figured it was like, because remember, they needed the, to get some uh, cameo from a from a more established well, superhero. I, th- I think there. it was for power. <laughs> yeah, I think something because like that. Because I think it, yeah, it, whatever led to the Stark reactor or whatever. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, some stolen piece of technology that Hank uh, said is stolen from him. Because it looks almost like the same color. Remember that scene when they have the giant one? I know you remember the scene. I don't know why I'm asking, but yeah. with Obadiah Stane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the, it looks like the yeah, same he built color. in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I love it, too. It's so funny. And they brought that guy back, and they showed that scene. I love that. And, and, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Box. And they, yeah, and they brought him back in What If, too. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, the, anyways, uh, so they show, there's a little montage of uh, Hope, Hope who's who knows how to use all this equipment, but Hank doesn't want her to go and do the missions because um, we find out that Janet Hope's mother was was the wasp was a um, counterpart to Hank's um, Ant-Man. Right. And she got sucked into um, 
where is that called? The cos or not cosmos? Um, the the quantum realm. Yeah, the quantum realm. That's right. And he doesn't want, and it was he perceives it as his fault, and he doesn't want it to happen again to somebody. So he he thinks, oh, Scott Wang's expendable, which is very yeah. funny. It's a very, I love it because that is the kind of character that Hank Pym is, and also perfectly cast is Michael Douglas. Oh yeah, just you would you would expect him to be a shitty person just mm-hmm. because of how Michael Douglas just like the character, the kind of character that he's really good at playing. Yeah. Um, so the, they, they get him all geared up. He show, they show him like very funny montage of him, you know, getting used to the suit, getting used to what the ants, all the, what all the different ants do, um, their roles and everything. And they get ready to go. He goes to go to the abandoned, uh, warehouse or whatever. And it is the new Avengers base that was established, I think you like one, one movie ago and in Age of Ultron, I believe, after um, I think that is the place that they all set it up at the end of the movie. Because it's in You're Civil right. War, they're already yeah. working out of it. Right. So. So there's a funny scene with well, it's a, a, a cool action scene with uh, right. Falcon and um, Ant-Man. Do you remember any of the other heroes that that was going to be originally? I think there was other. I think it might have been War Machine at first. Could have been. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, I think they, it was something they added in later. Definitely. That was definitely not something that was ever in the Edgar Wright script. It really reeks of Marvel need. Yeah, yeah. It was like part of like that very first beginning parts of Marvel really putting other characters and really yeah. super duperly tying it. It was after phase one. After phase one that. They really started doing that. It's been so long now, now that it's hard to remember a lot of the news surrounding the movie, you know? Right, yeah, because that he was a pretty he was a really new character at that point. He was um he only just showed up in um Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. That was his first appearance, yeah. I just rewatched all those cat movies too. So that's I gotta gotcha. Um, so he get he successfully he fucks up Falcon and Falcon is like, don't tell Cap about this. Yeah, it's really important to me <laughs> that whatever you do, do not tell Cap about this. But he got beat Cap up by, not by a, a little mini guy. Um, um but what a fun movie. He gets he's getting dressed down by Hank, but lo and behold, Scott succeeded and he got the thing. Right. And it, it's at this point that um we're shown that Darren Cross, Darren Cross shows up, and we're we're let on to to know that he is very close to finishing the formula and stuff. Yeah, am I missing something? I feel no, like no. I, I feel a, like that's a good place to spot to step off. Just I feel like it's important to mention um, the supporting mention, characters. Yeah, because I because I forgot to men- I forgot to bring up because they don't really play a part until now. Right of uh, Scott's friends. Um, uh, yes. Uh, let me bring up their names real quick because I, I can't remember the actors. Yeah, I definitely don't remember their character names. Luis. <laughs> Luis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very funny character. Um, and then the other. Uh, the other ones. One of them's Ti. Ti. Yes. Ti. And uh, the other one is um, David. Uh, I can't remember. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's uh, Michael Pena plays Lewis. Yeah. 
Oh, and gosh, uh, she's so funny. The guy that plays pa- Polka Dot Man in um, Suicide Squad. He's, yeah. Uh, the other friend. He's yeah. A, and they're very they're very funny. Um, when he gets fired from Baskin Robbins, yeah, Scott gets fired from Baskin Robbins, and his manager is played by Greg Turkington. Um, if you're if you're he's a uh, Neil Hamburger is is his comedic persona, but he's also in. Um, uh, on cinema with t- uh, Tim Heidecker, <laughs> and he's basically like playing that guy that he is on the show as that. And they they do they review movies, and that was some, like a point of contention for Tim Heidecker on the show. The character mm-hmm. he was like really pissed off that Greg was in the movie. <laughs> well, he's uh, he's in Ant in Ant Man too. Tim yeah, Heidecker yeah. is yeah yeah. So that became like a running thing oh, on that funny. show. Yeah, but anyways, after he gets fired from there. There's they, also they all bloopers know. that involve him. You, you need to watch it. So oh, yeah. It's Greg, like he's, so, he's so funny. Yeah. He's such a funny character. Yeah. The character he plays on on, on cinema. He's it's trying, himself. But he's trying to convince um, Paul Rudd to train him to be a thief. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, well, after he gets fired from Baskin Robbins, he goes, he gets back and he's like, oh, you got... He's like, yeah, they they found it. They found out who you were. Baskin Robbins always finds out. Yeah. They don't. And Ti goes, Baskin Robbins don't play. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're um they're all criminals. And how he how Scott even found out about this was Lewis through a series, a very funny montage of like of telephone. Uh, it's that is he was pretty much the one that found out was told Scott about it. But then we find out that. Um, uh, Hank Pym was the mastermind behind it, and he orchestrated all that to get Scott to that point. It was a very funny, like, heist montage kind of thing. Yeah. But um, so to break into um, Pym, Pym Labs, they um, recruit his his uh, his uh, criminal friends. Yeah, and, and we, we can stop there. Yeah with the synopsis if you want yeah 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 because the um, rest of the movie is the heist yeah we don't really so, have to go beat by beat with that going forward for the rest of the podcast here <clears throat> this episode we're going to just assume you've watched the movie yeah if not definitely watch it. it it has both of our recommendations yeah i like it a lot so um i i before we get in divulge and i'd like to just talk about some like little character traits and stuff that i found enjoyable because I, I wore my uh baba yaga sweatshirt. oh yeah but that's because that's the second movie oh is it the second oh that's right that's right (laughs) with ghost that's right yeah calls her baba yaga yeah very funny and because when she appears they freak out okay right anyways we'll we'll get to that in a few weeks a couple weeks i love what marvel does with supporting characters like they just have these little nuances that really you know they put a lot of time and attention into it whether it's in the rewrites or whatever and I wonder, Justin Hammer was a really good one. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. They need to bring him back. Oh, my I, gosh. I, I, I would be so bring, happy. If they don't bring him back for Iron, Armor Wars, why even do the show? <laughs> well, they need, go to, <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they need to bring him back. He's such a good bad guy. What, I, what I'm thinking of is like right in the beginning of the movie, and it's so small. I probably missed it a hundred times. I've watched Ant-Man a hundred times. But, you know, the first few times I watched it, I missed it. How proud um, Lewis is of that van. Yes. Oh, yeah. It just, it's such a perfect intro moment for that character to get like his nuances for the rest of the movie. Because the van's a piece of shit. Yeah, it sucks. But he, but it's his van and he loves it. And and Scott says, nice van, just to like 
be nice, you yeah, know. But he doesn't pick up on it. No, at all. he just like takes it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> and when, and how he talks to Janet is so funny too, because he like he's like very attractive. He thinks thinks he's super hot, hope. which he is. <laughs> but how he talks to Hope, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's like, oh yeah, and your girlfriend's very attractive. Yeah, and then he when it's just him and her, like when he punches the guard. And he's like, he's like trying to sound cool, and he just he and fails. Then, and then all of a sudden, she walks. No, what what happens? I think it's like that's what that's what that's what he, happens. He's, when mess, he's yeah. gonna say like something bad, and then he <laughs> tries to act respectable. <laughs> I'm a guard, and yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're very good. Yeah, and they're good casting on all those supporting characters. For sure. uh, yeah, um, like like the the. The girl that plays Cassie is very good. Yeah, like I understand why they like later on, like because they want to make her into a superhero. Right, but, but uh, they, they, yeah, the the girl that plays Cassie is really good. Um, yeah, she's in what, the second movie too. Yeah, she's yeah, she's in the second one. They they recast her in. Uh, in uh, but there's also a five year gap. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um. Sorry. And Judy, Judy Greer is really good. Yeah. as uh, Scott's ex wife. Yeah, she's yeah. good in everything. Like yeah. she's always really good. She, I, she's she always plays like supporting roles and always kind of like a similar person. Always, she's kind of like that in Jurassic World. Yeah, um, yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I don't know. I just. I feel like because even like other other shows, other movies, like I don't feel like there's too many supporting characters where unless they were meant to be annoying. Where I was right. like, uh, the character was kind of blah. They're all, and they control like, like Woo, or not Woo. Um, well, yeah, Woo, right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Great, great. And 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 they'll carry stuff on with into different shows, different they'll, movies. They'll pick up on like, they're very intuitive. Of, like the characters that like that pick up like they they understand like when character like hits like yeah it's a fan favorite like colson they gave him yeah. his own show yeah they I killed know. him and then they like gave him his own they show, gave yeah. him his own show too bad the show was like whatever they put him in the comics <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah just it's it's cool i i really like what marvel does with yeah colson is like the ultimate example of that i think yeah yeah i you know, but that was Harley a, Quinn, honestly. But if we're talking the Marvel stuff, yeah, yeah Coulson just, just is talking for Marvel, sure, for sure. Um, and he was honestly a character I personally I was like whatever about. You know, I I was yeah I was like whatever on him like until I was the like, first Avengers movie. Honestly, yeah. they kind of made him into like like a funny character, right? And gave him a personality. You, you felt it like, when he died yeah. in the movie. Yeah, they made him cool. Like, yeah. well. As cool as Colson can be. Yeah. He had all those cap cards. That was very funny. Yeah. It is and, and it was funny. And then also like, like, like a very like, you know, heartbreaking character moment when it's covered in blood. It's what no. Out. Yeah. But Fury was, was a, he orchestrated put the that. blood on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> a very Nick Fury thing to do. But I, yeah, I think I mean, just a prime example of Marvel having whatever writers they do script doctor stuff. If that's the case adding on those little nuances for characters you know they're yeah they're, they're very good at bringing on like little guys like people that are funny to do punch up like a lot of they Even brought on they the brought stepdad on, is enjoyable yeah the stepdad who who 
is a cop and normally like the stepdad character is a character that you would not like right. but they make him a likable character and yeah. they, like they they even lean into the they, they make him like a good dad to cassie right usually they'll be like what like you'll want scott to get back with the ex-wife but you don't want that in this movie no obviously yeah you ship him and hope. yeah him and hope and they they lean into it even more in the next movie I, they like kind of make him go like even even goofier character and i like that <laughs> i think that's like they, that works for that guy you're full of shit scott yep <laughs> <laughs> after hank catches him kissing yeah yeah <laughs> oh man i so the interesting thing about Ant-Man is it really because in Hollywood they have like a formulaic structure, but it doesn't take the traditional route with a lot of the stuff with like as far as twists and stuff go, because, you know, everything that's going to happen. In fact, Darren Cross is left blind, but, you know, they're going to blow up that installation. Yeah. You see him planting the C4 and stuff. So what might have been a twist otherwise, like it was never just a heist and they blow up the building the twist comes to Darren Cross rather than traditionally where the audience right. like, oh my gosh, you're going to blow it up and stuff too. Yeah. Not just stealing the elevator, which I appreciated. Like the audience is never treated as simple minded, you know? Right. Which in heist movies that can, that can happen a lot where you're like, why are they treating this like this grand twist when I saw it like coming yeah. a mile away? Yeah. They don't, they don't, they're never hiding it from you. They just, the reveal yeah. is on somebody else. They, they honestly put all the, weight on the shoulders of their main characters for these movies. Right. You know, I mean, I'm trying I mean, to, if you're going to have like someone like Paul Rudd do it, you're definitely going to, you know, make, make sure he's got as much fucking screen time as possible. You know, he's such a funny and likable guy. Yeah. The only twist I can really see, and it's like, they don't even care about twists, but the only, no, they only don't. twist I can really think, you know, like maybe winter soldier was supposed to be a twist in, in some way, I don't, but in the trailer, you know, it's Bucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. And fans know it's probably going to be Bucky. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's, as, I think it's revealed. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I think, I, say, and like, I, they, I think they show him without the mask. Yeah, yeah. Just Steve doesn't know, but maybe the Hulk being part of Loki's plan. And even then it's not like, there's no weight on it being like, Oh, gotcha moment, you know? Yeah. So I think Marvel does a good job with that. I guess that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, that really wasn't a gotcha moment. That was more like... But I'm saying oh, I don't okay. think Marvel does no, have anything no, that I can think of. They don't try to pull fast ones. Because, I mean, they are... I mean, it's speaking as like generally as possible, they are movies that are supposed to you know, be as broad as possible for the most broad audience. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to try to trick you, but they will you know, write stuff smartly. Right. So you're not feeling like you're not feeling like it's boring. Like, oh, I've seen this a thousand times or whatever. The characters in it are interesting enough to keep you from like... Mm, I did think of a, a good gotcha moment that Marvel does. What's that? But it, it fits the tropes of the genre that the movie is, is um, Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I bet... Where Strange mm. takes over the... Spoiler alert, where Strange oh, takes over the yeah. Strange. Yeah, like never I mean, said that was... That was cool. Yeah, that was cool, and that I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that was just more like a cool, like visual reveal. Like, like it was Chekhov's dead body. Like you knew something was going to happen with yeah. that thing when they planted it there. Yeah. And I was you're just like waiting for it to you know be relevant in the story. And when it is, it was like one of the coolest parts of that. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. And I think the other part is, at least for me, 
well, we're both huge horror fans, so kind of it's like Sam Raimi can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a big part of why I even give that movie like the passes that it does is because because the visual of Sam Raimi stuff in that movie is really cool. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I think that overall the whole structure of the movie works very, very, very well. Yeah, I agree. You know? And it's just like the idea of the train. I really want to, I really need to buy this DVD <clears throat> so I can listen to the commentary track. Cause I would hope they talk about where some of these ideas came from that. Yeah. Like all the stuff where they're shrinking and then it looks so epic and dynamic, but then they show like what it would actually yeah, the look like. Shot. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like <laughs> Darren Cross is like on his knees. looks like it, like, it's like such a dramatic, like comic book pose. Like he's gonna get crushed by this thing. Like this can't, huge train. This can't. This Thomas tank engine is coming towards him, and when it hits him, it just kind of like falls over. Yeah, and then it, it lands <laughs> it makes on the window. Such sill. a funny sound too. Yeah. It lands on the windowsill, and then it gets it gets blown up. Oh yeah, I, I don't mean blown up as like I mean it gets enlarged. <laughs> and it yeah, <laughs> that stuff was so funny. All that stuff was very like, and I, I that stuff. I don't think that stuff like. I know we weren't going to really critique this stuff, but right. stuff I didn't think aged poorly at all. It looks Mm-mm. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we're more in it for the storytelling aspect. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can forgive that stuff as long as it's not like, like when it, where it gets into trouble territory is when there's an entire character that's like a bad CGI effect. Yeah. Like a lot of the bad guys in the DC movie. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of an example of Marvel? Um, honestly, Marvel does those really good. Yeah. Um, I know there's issues with the payment and stuff with yeah, guys now. Yeah, we shouldn't touch the, on it too much. No, but. no. And I mean, that stuff is very relevant looking in the new Thor movie. I mean, right. that's I mean, those characters, like there's points in that movie. I'm like, did this movie come out in 2006? <laughs> <laughs> but like, the only thing I can think, like the Hulk in the first one, and that's just because not not the like the the first MCU Hulk, which I guess that normal one, oh, he's yeah. weird looking, but like they figured it out by the time they got to Rocket. Rocket looks oh, yeah. good. By the time they got to and, Avengers for sure. Yeah, and I was gonna say they fixed they fixed how the Hulk looks by that movie. He looks way better. It's weird to think that the Hulk doesn't appear again until Avengers. After that Edward Norton movie, right? Yeah. That's the first time Mark Ruffalo is. Yeah. There's only a couple movies in between that, though. There's, oh, true. There's, true. It's Iron, Iron Man and Hulk came out the same summer. And then um, 2010, Iron Man 2. Um, 2010 was also Thor, Captain America, and then Avengers. So those movies, I mean, there wasn't, there's only a couple movies in between them, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. I, it is weird that Hulk really doesn't show up ever anymore. I mean, I guess that's not true because he was in, he's shown up a lot more than he used to because he, he was in a lot of that She-Hulk show. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I was surprised that he was in it as much as he was. I was too. I mean, I was happy to have it, but you know. Right, like I I get why they had to do it, but and it makes eh, it, it didn't like detract from the show at all. I just like She Hulk more. Yeah, 
a lot yeah, more than Mark Ruffalo, Smart Hulk. Smart Hulk is like a <clears throat> kind of. Lame. I enjoyed the, <laughs> I enjoyed the character a lot. You know, I, yeah, most of the characters. But again, that's going into the Marvel. The character nuances, like man, TV shows are nailing it. Just these movies are nailing it. Some of the movies, you know, have been a little bit subpar, but they're still a lot better than most of the stuff coming out. You know. Yeah, I, I, feel I, like. I yeah, I agree with you. Like it's it's better than like some of the other like big budget like movies like that that are meant for like like of that caliber. Um, yeah, I like the Mar- I prefer the Marvel movies over right. like some of the other stuff. Like some of the stuff is like fun to watch, but it's stupid, and some of it's not fun to watch, and it's it's and, and it's and stupid. The scary <laughs> thing is Sony because they they would kind of want to piggyback off this stuff and. They have their whole Spider-Man verse, and it's starting to make me worry because I'd love to see it, but a lot of it is just falling short. They're doing; they're not doing the characters that you would think that would make sense. But even to when do. they are, like look at Venom, Venom versus Carnage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, it's it's. It, don't get me wrong; I know a lot of people like say they can't. It's on. Unwa- I don't think it's unwatchable. No, it's not unwatchable, but it's, it's enjoyable. But it oh is a my dumb. Gosh, movie. it falls short too. Yeah. It falls so short, and now they're talking about you know Morbius, another movie that fell short. I still don't. I don't think Morbius is unwatchable. I put off I, watching Morbius for a long time because I heard bad stuff. So maybe because I had underrated it, but going in had low expectations. Here's the other thing that really like. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, here's another thing that should worry you about Sony is that they don't understand how the internet works because. After everybody was tweeting about Morbius, not, they didn't realize that they were tweeting about how much everybody su- thinks it sucks and they're not going to go see it. They re-released it in theaters so it could bomb a second time. Like, they like what is press. wrong yeah. with them? Uh, <laughs> it's so masochistic. Like, un, un, needlessly masochistic. Well, the, and the thing that has, they have this Craven movie coming out. Which I know Aaron Paul Johnson. Yeah, and that's who is the yeah. actor. That's him. Yeah, yeah. And he's and gonna be Craven. I know like you're not a huge fan of Craven to begin with, right? Or has that changed now? I I've I've grown on okay. him. Like he was like he was like like many super like Spider Man bad guys that aren't like necessarily like guys with powers. He was a guy that I was never really into as a kid, but like as an as I'm grown up and like read like more of his stories. I appreciate him more. Like, like Dr. Octopus was a guy that I never liked because I really, I always loved Doc. And I was more, I was green goblin all the way. But then like, as, as I became like older, I like, I Doc Ock is now my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's hands down my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Same here. I mean, but Doc Ock, or if you didn't have a I mean, I always liked him. I was, (laughs) that was the other thing. I always like green goblin a lot, but, um, Doc Ock all the way for me. But I always like Craven. Um, but now they're saying that this is going to be a different version of Craven that's ever been seen before. I just seen a report on that. I don't know how accurate it is. I didn't. I didn't fact check it. But I'm like, if that's the case, Sony, why are you saying this stuff? Don't, don't do this. Like, why do you, you have gonna... a bad track rep, bad track record? And right doing, now. Like, it baffles me that they're making a Madam Web movie. Absolutely, like that is a character that that's has not been able to. I'm wondering if that's going to tie into some book. kind of multiverse stuff, though. Probably, and who knows? Who knows what secret dealings are going on with Disney? You know, like I don't know. It's a big conspiracy. I'm what kind of jump into it, but. yeah? But what kind of plan would would a secret plan have that would include a Madam Web movie? 
I don't know. You know, there's way better ways to do any of that stuff. And like make a Miles Morales movie, make a Spider Gwen movie, make something that somebody that, that the fan, anybody that has that is interested in Spider-Man. We ran into this problem before, a though. Surface level fan would even know who any of these characters are. It's 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 likely you're correct. But in previous podcasts, we ran into this problem where we're like I'm bitching about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Why they would make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, I know. I sound like so, a fool. But then I'm like, I said, I also said the same shit about a Morbius movie. Yeah. And I was proven absolutely correct. <laughs> I've also been proven completely wrong about stuff on the other end of the spectrum where I'm like, there's no way that this new Mutants movie is going to be that bad. And then I watch it. And I'm like, this is the absolute worst X-Men movie you know, I've ever I watched in my life. Movie. I mean, and, same side. And, else, but. and it's it was worse than the Wolverine movie. The Wolverine, the the one with the first one. Oh, okay. I don't remember what it's called. Um, Weapon X. No, yeah. not Weapon X. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Wolverine Origins. Yes, Wolverine Origins. That is a better X Men movie than that. I liked the I, other. I like the other like that Phoenix movie. movie. That movie is so bad, but it's oh ridiculous. my gosh, is that a fun movie? I have watched. <laughs> Wolverine X Wolverine. So oh, yeah, yeah, times. yeah. That's a fun bad but movie. But we finally get I mean we got Sabretooth a little bit, but I was Reese just Schreiber. so excited to have Sabretooth, which I heard by the way, he was they wanted him back for Logan, but they couldn't because of contract yes. obligations. Yeah. That'd been so cool. I just They had a scene written and everything, but they uh, yeah, it's it not the ideal to... Sabretooth in my mind, but it's still cool to see Sabretooth with a personality. Right. You know, when like I Tyler would... Main playing Sabretooth looked cool. You yeah, know? he looked like but he looked more lines. like Sabretooth, but he yeah, growls. he was Bane in the Batman and Robin movie, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, 100% agreed. But so, like, yeah, like Fox's movies, when you compare Fox and Sony, at least those movies that were bad, except New Mutants aside, were enjoyable. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, they had some. Even X Men 3 them. is. Awful, but it is still enjoyable. I mean, even the kick-ass guy—I don't remember his—I can't think of his name right now. But like, even like, like he's the, the dude that did First Class, and I think Days of Future Past, or was that mm, he yeah. who shall not be named either? Other, other reason why they are trying to mm. separate themselves from the Fox franchises. You know, I can't remember Brian Singer. I can't remember. If no, he it, it was. Uh, Gosh, why am I having a brain fart right now? It wasn't Brian Singer that did Days of Future Past. It was um You know what? Was it the kick ass guy? Was it the guy that did first class as well? I, I don't remember. I don't wow, know. I don't want to be so wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like such a moron. Well, it's I mean you got to think of how much time it's it was passed. Brian Singer. It was Brian Singer that yeah. did Days of Future Past? Yeah, he I don't think he did Apocalypse. I didn't think he did Days of Future Ryan Singer also did <laughs> Apocalypse. I thought he came back for Apocalypse. No, he came back for Days of Future Past. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That was wrong. Which I looked at. I just looked it up because I couldn't find it. <laughs> those first class movies. I like. I like. I like. Um, I like the first one. You don't like Days of Future Past? That I like that. Um, you know what? I like that one too. Apocalypse is where I got off for. It. And, uh, but even even Days of Future Past has some like. I'm like, man, 
you can't be writing this kind of stuff, this kind of story stuff into a time travel movie as well. Like this is so like you, my suspension of disbelief is already been like pushed yeah. to the limits by the existence of X-Men and time travel. Yeah. They needed the, they needed the way know. that Magneto is able to then control the Sentinels by putting metal or something inside. Yeah. Of that. It was so dumb. Like I was like this, this it's, is a this is a step it's not terrible no but and that's right at the end of the movie yeah. too like all like the most of the movie leading up to that i like right the ending is just like they didn't know what they were well i, I just i think they knew what they were doing but they had to get to that point and i think they thought it was someone who was involved in that script thought that was a cool idea also something that they never gave a second thought to and drives me nuts watching those movies is the timeline. They don't care. No. Like, not, and I'm not even talking about tying into the future movies. I mean, like, James McAvoy looking like he does in 1963 and then looking exactly the same in 1990-whatever that... Well, he doesn't have hair. Dark Phoenix comes out. Well, what... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have an explanation for Mystique. But they right. do not have an explanation for like Havoc, who would be like 40 something. Yeah. Well, Days of Future Past took place in the 70s. Yeah. So it was and like then Apocalypse later, takes right. place in the 80s and right. Dark Phoenix takes place in the 90s. Right. And all of those guys are this, are yeah, played yeah. by the same people. And then and then we're supposed and then it's the same timeline. So those same people in 10 years then look like James Stewart and fucking and uh Michael Fassbender suddenly looks like Gandalf. Yeah. Well, that's like 2032 <laughs> or something like that. that. Was, okay, so that was past. the thing because Michael Fassbender was is <laughs> is in was in a concentration camp in the 30s or 40s or whatever and then he is how old in 1994 or whatever looking yeah. like yeah, Michael 60, Fassbender. 70s, yeah. Probably as old as Ian McKellen is in the first X-Men. I know this is splitting hairs, but I mean, when you're watching the movies, it becomes very evident. Like, yeah, well, it's 40 years have passed and they have they've aged not a day. Yeah. And I, I understand why you're saying this, because Paul Rudd is ageless. He is ageless. He looks yeah. exactly like he did in Halloween six. Curse <laughs> of Michael Myers <laughs> or Clueless. So, as far as Ant-Man goes, how do you feel about, okay, let's not say this because I think we're on the same page, but the concept of Hank Pym being old and Scott Lang being Ant-Man, um, how, what, what do you think the reasons are behind that choice? Um, I think they wanted to establish legacy. For one, that was I know that was a part of Edgar Wright's script was this whole dynamic of of um, Hank being older and retired or whatever and, and recruiting Scott. Um, but I think the way why they did it story wise, you know, for the movie was I think they wanted to establish legacy. Um, they wanted to establish like that, you know, that there have been people that had done this before or whatever. But I also think. 
they wanted to get an older guy. They wanted to get like a more established actor as well into these movies as well. I know if I, that's a huge thing that Feige loves. Robert Redford was like yeah. his big one that he was very proud yeah. of. But Michael Douglas is like also a yeah. get. I could see that. Like that, that, yeah. And I, it, it works. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I'm just curious as to like the reason, because in the and, comics, and, Hank Pym is. Right. He's a, a young He guy. founds the, the Avenger, him and Janet. And another reason they probably they probably did it is they've already they already have these other movies where they have had this stuff happen already. So they can yeah. and that is a very confusing thing is like once they did it that way. And I mean it's not confusing, but it's like for somebody that reads the comic books, I can see why this would be a point of contention. Right. Because like Hank Pym is such an important part of the original Avengers, and they kind right. of gave all of those duties to Tony Stark. Right. Like, even creating Ultron was then Tony Stark right. and all that stuff. Yeah. So they kind of, like, relegated him to being, like, what Tony Stark would be, like, or, like, like the past Tony Stark or whatever. So, Right. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting, to say the least, and it works, for sure. And it also, like having like a character that isn't like that has to stumble into it or whatever is like an easier way, easier storytelling thing than give showing, you know, Hank Pym creating the pin particles and all that other shit. Right. Instead of it, it's already established. And then we have a guy who's a kind of, you know, an everyday guy played by Paul Rudd and goes and he's still like a idiot, idiot savant when it comes to like electronic stuff though. Yeah. Like he's clever. But he isn't like a guy that works for Tony Stark. There's like he is in the comic books. Well, there's there's a, a deleted scene where Hank Pym is talking to Hope, and she asked how he bypassed the security matrix because it um it comes up with a random code like every two seconds or something, and she's he said, well, either he's a genius or he's an idiot, and he guessed and got it right. So I, I do think there's a, and they do hint at it, but they never hit you over the head with it. Like in that, like in the um, comic that we read, <clears throat> um, oh my gosh, Marvel premiere 47, 48, um, where he's like, oh, this guy is brilliant with, with electronics, yeah. you know, electrical yeah. stuff. Yeah. They really give you like an entire reason why he could be a superhero when, in, when in the movie, it's more of a, like a naturalistic thing where it's like, yes, he's like. He's good, but he's not like the best guy ever. He might be though, because think of some of the stuff that he ends up doing. That, that is smart. Like because remember the, the, the Iron Man suit when he goes inside Iron Man in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that's he true. knows what to pull without, and like that thing's supposed to be like high tech, and yeah. people don't understand it. Sort of, he sort of does that, but he also says, "Well, this looks important. I wonder what this does." And he just pulls it out, and then. <laughs> And then Iron Man he has like the foam or whatever that goes through his suit. Yeah, but and but he disables the rockets on or the wings for That's Falcon true. as well. That also feels like I'm pulling random stuff, and I hope this doesn't blow up on me. But well, there's a lot of I, stuff I'm, because you got to figure you're messing with electricity. True. Okay. I'm, and he's like when he's breaking into the vault itself, that is like a good example of like all of his like Ooh. genius, like skills being shown, like in a in a criminal sense. But it also shows like he's like a critical thinker, like sees the safe, knows what the door is, knows all about the safe 
and like what kind of metal it is and what what he could do to possibly he doesn't need to open the safe he just needs to get the door off yeah and he i think uses... i think an interesting aspect is um hank pym is arrogant and you know it's played up in the comics it's played up in the movies like these genius characters like Tony Stark and stuff have arrogance that holds them back. It's just arrogance in different ways. Yeah. Reed Richards is another one that's very exactly. written that way. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, example. I think there's a lot more, and I'm saying this because I like the fact that Marvel doesn't just tell you this, you know, it, it's just, it's for your interpretation. But to me, I interpret it like there's a lot more that Hank Pym has respect that Hank Pym is willing to admit to himself about Scott Lang because of his arrogance. Right. Yeah. 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 He doesn't, he doesn't want, he, he'll, he'll like internally think it, but he doesn't want to like verbalize it at all to, to Scott to make him, he wants him to think he doesn't want Scott to get too close. Right. And not just that, like at any point, yeah, they were on a timetable. If Hank Pym really thought, Scott Lang was an idiot that he makes it look like he thinks he is. He would have walked away. They could have just got any guy off the street pretty much at right. that point to, to go do the heist. Yeah. So I don't think it's like there's an investment here where they well, can't walk away from Scott. Yeah. And the reason why they did it is because he read about what he did with the, with the other. Oh company. yeah. Yeah. He knows that he knows that he's a, like, yeah. he's not going to fuck him over. Right. He did it. He's like yeah. altruistic. And yes, also exactly. He took the words on my mouth. Yeah. And he also has like, the, the skills to be able to he he has the morality of a criminal but also all the, he has like the skills of a criminal but like the morality enough enough morality and loyalty to where he doesn't think that he's going to get fucked over and also there's leverage because right. he wants to have his he wants his daughter back right his life. i mean yeah for sure but i just i still think there's because he works with him a lot like yeah. More patience than than somebody would have that is at Hank Pym's level. That is also, uh, yeah. I, I I'm not arguing. I'm not uh, arguing that point. I'm just saying um, he also he Pym also has um, uh, inspiration. Like it's not the word I want to use. Uh, motivation to use somebody else because he because if not, um, Hope is going to have to do it because right, she's yeah. the one that knows how to no use how. Yeah, and yeah, she's no way, and it's shown that. like through that montage that she's way more skilled oh, yeah. than both either either um, him or or Scott. Yeah, well, and because obviously Hank Scott, Pym's age, yeah, and, yeah, and, and obviously Scott's... Scott is new at it, and he does he's scared of the ants as well. <laughs> the, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny, and a lot, a lot of the movie. Um, I don't, I don't know. Do you think there's anything that the movie really hinges on where like it has to happen besides like the villain stuff? Like obviously, no. This the scope the no because the the scope of it isn't like if this happens the world's fucked. Right. Yeah. This one is more like Hank doesn't want exactly. other people to have this formula, it's, and he knows like people can do bad stuff, so it makes sense. But it's more arrogance on his part. Yeah. On and, and the fucked up thing is. Is that guy gets out of there with the with the yellow formula? I think doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he puts in this. It doesn't show anything happened to him. No, and then that is never. The come building back. does I, blow up. The building but, blows up, but he's out of there. Right. Everybody gets out of there safely. I think. I, think. I don't know. 
Because there's definitely people that Lewis, were like knocked Lewis, out. And Lewis stuff. goes back in for the knocked out. Okay, okay he okay, still okay, is okay, close. Yeah, you're right. That's, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so, but that's like that's a plot point that's never come back in any of the other movies or anything. So I don't know if that that could be something where they have like a like like the Thunderbolts or something like rival team or yeah. something. And like, and man, they're, and they're good about like not to not to <laughs> give them too much credit, but they're pretty good about you know coming back to like hanging plot threads right in these newer ones as far as the first ant-man movie goes too like they're pretty good about making sure there's no like unless i'm missing something that i'm forgetting about making there really no bystanders are getting hurt no not really because you look at captain america the guy that you think would be a hundred percent he's that he throws his shield he throws a shield Gosh, into dude. like a cop's face. Well, not just and, that, like, like they're fighting in. The, I know he doesn't have a choice, but they're fighting in. The, you people are dying in those scenes, falling into people's cars and like co- completely caving in the top of it. So like, yeah, whoever's like in there shooting up the street. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he throws a shield into somebody's face and like, oh, that guy's never getting up again. That guy's face. Yeah. Guy's hit in the face with the. Uh, with fucking vibranium, a yeah. vibranium shield by this strongest guy. Yeah. Just, and, <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. Like it, I. But then you go to Ant no, Man and right. the Wasp. Yeah. And there's, there, there's he's he's that car chase. There's people yeah, dying for sure. Oh yeah, he's, we'll get he's into a, it. In yeah, a couple he's weeks, a big but. guy and he's just like stepping on people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kicking cars out of the way. They the, definitely have people inside of right. them. Right. <laughs> or just like. And I know a lot of it's the bad guys and they're being chased. It's not their fault as much, but right. like they're definitely taking people out. Oh, for sure. Not on purpose, but it's happening. <laughs> but so I, I guess that was just my biggest takeaways from the movie that I liked was all those aspects, you know? Yeah. Like the nuances, the fact that Hank Pym is actually extra careful to make sure like people, innocent people aren't being hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was something that that doesn't really happen in the Marvel movie and, and superhero movies in general. Yeah, like the only guy, the only character that I can think of really that actively does that stuff is Spider. Yeah, and even then, there's people that are being hurt in his movies. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's like a part of it too, like the curse of being Spider-Man. Like, well, what if I if I wasn't there, would they be okay? If I was there, would they be right? Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, so just uh, unless you have anything. You want to bring up, we'll get into a little bit of phase four theories based off of Ant-Man. No, uh, one little Easter egg thing that I thought was, uh, everybody knows about the the one where where, when Ant-Man falls out of the window and lands on the car, the guy that's in there, uh, Greg Regional, or Dick Gregory or whatever, he played Ant-Man on the electric factory. But the vacuum cleaner that um, Ant-Man gets sucked up into is a Kirby. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed it last night when I was watching it. I was like, oh, it's a, a Kirby vacuum. That's cute. Yeah. Well, in case you're wondering if you don't read the comics and stuff, just follow MCU and talk about Jack Kirby. Yeah, Jack Kirby. Legendary he's, artist. Yes, for, for, for Marvel. He's, he's uh, co-created a lot of the characters with Stan Lee and uh, Steve Ditko and all yep. those guys. Yep. Yeah, he's one of the founders. Yeah. Uh, no, that's all I. That's all I got. I like a good movie. Like it a lot. Yeah. So, as we go on, we'll get more a little more into Kang because our plan. What I, what I said? Civil War. Civil War. Ant Man and Wasp. And, and then Game. Loki. Oh yes, Loki. We'll split that in half. Okay. Yeah. Um. What 
what what do you think? And you think there's anything set up in this movie that you think could work? Not maybe won't, but maybe be interesting to see come back in Quantum Mania, or maybe hmm. even something set up that a lot of us missed that you noticed. Because I, I, I I'm trying to think of some stuff. Because I mean, they they set up stuff that happens in the next movie, right? Because even but... in the next movie, the quantum realm looks a lot different. Yes. Oh yeah, way different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Qu- yeah. Quantum realm was was, but the quantum realm that they show in Ant Man and Wasp is not the same. Or Ant Man is not the one in Ant Man and Wasp, and it's it's not even the one that I saw in the trailers for Quantum Mania. It looks a lot different. Right. No, honestly, like this one, this one feels more is like, like honestly, like a straight up, like, a superhero movie that doesn't really have. There are ties to other stuff, but it, I mean, if you could, I don't really think that there. I don't think it's foreshadowing too much that hasn't happened already. Okay, maybe Darren Cross comes back because he got kind of squished up into. I mean, the that's the thing realm. with the with the. Also, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, he got kind of because he doesn't get like turned into goop. He no, literally he goes, implodes. He gets, yeah, he gets yeah. all like squished up. But there is like a pop though. Who knows? I mean, it, they've brought back other guys. They're bringing back uh, Tim Blake Nelson. They are. He's he's going to be the bad guy in Armor Wars, I think. Really? Yes. Leader. He's going to be the leader. Huh? No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. They're bringing back the. Le- he's going to be the leader in uh, so Armor old. Wars. I always rely on you for news. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read that a while ago. Um, Really, or not a while ago, but like earlier this year. Um, no, no kidding. They announced, yeah, he's gonna he's coming back as the bad guy in Armor Wars, which is gonna be a movie. Now. I don't know anything about the Armor Wars movie stuff besides, you know, that's all being that. On the cover. Th- yeah, I mean, that's really all that's been. Announced. I don't even know that much about Secret Invasion. That's uh, I just saw the trailer for it. Yeah, same here. That's all. I that's all I really saw. Did you see the TV spot for Quantum Mania? No, I've I have, I've only seen the the whatever the last trailer was. So tomorrow, yeah, today's the eighth, right? Yeah. Uh, January 9th, There's going to be a special premiere trailer. For well, sorry, listener, you'll have already experienced this, yes. but for us, it's in the future. Um, during the the national bowl game, the college bowl, um, premiere trailer. So I'm super super excited for that um i don't think i have way to i don't have cable I yeah I don't everything's either. streaming yeah so um but they showed a little spot for the you know what dang it i should have in the future once we get the equipment set up and we get our intro we'll have be able at least i could play the sound for you right or the video trailer and put the sound into the podcast but it was probably like 10 to 15 seconds after the after the podcast we'll We'll look it up real quick. It's, it's, I don't know. My gosh. Jonathan Majors, right? Played. Yeah. Yeah. He's king. The guy has so much charisma. Like, yeah. I feel like oh, I could watch awesome. him in anything. Yeah. He's so good. But just see, and just see him talking to Ant-Man, like basically telling Ant-Man he's in over his head. Like if he doesn't choose to join him or whatever, it just. <clears throat> so before this trailer comes out, what, what, I know, I know you. I know you have theories about Quantum Mania. You want to share a couple of them? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm thinking 
whatever whatever ant-man does to help kang it's it fucks everybody oh yeah yeah whatever it is is it's it makes kang a major bad guy for everybody it makes it makes whatever it, is, it has been reported that this is the prime king yeah yeah so we're looks, definitely getting multiple cool. kings yeah oh yeah for sure like that's the cool thing about king is you think he's gone but you can't really get rid of him there's always another one out there yeah some of them are good not most of them are right. <laughs> yeah yeah because you have like immortus and you have um I don't remember the researcher. I'm thinking um, they're going to put some Fantastic Four stuff in there. That's why I was curious if, if you thought that or not. Peyton Reed was originally going to be the director for that, and he dropped out. But he's the director for Ant-Man Quantumania. But he's done all the Ant-Man movies, right? Yeah, he did all of them. And they, he, want, he had an idea for it, but... Doesn't sound. They might do that with his idea. Did you ever? I'm Mm-mm. sure. I probably. Oh, the sixties. Yeah, yeah, where where they were a team in the sixties, and then they get time displaced. Yeah, like like the Brady Bunch movie. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hope I hope they do something That's like that. That's the like only way Cap, that those characters yeah. really work. <laughs> now that Cap's gone, if if Cap stays gone, so okay, and Tony's gone, so they'll have yeah. like the. I mean, they do have like a smart character, but they're all like. They're kids, and it's not. Do we see those actors on the screen again in the next five years? Which ones? Like, um, uh, like Tony Stark, Steve Rogers. That's a very good question. Like, we might see those characters, but are they played by the same actors? That is also a good question because I figured <laughs> this is why a reason why my expectations were so dashed with Multiverse of Madness because you hear a title like that, your imagination goes insane. And like a, a big rumor for a while was, oh, they're going to get the people that they wanted to cast for a lot of these roles and they'll just have like real brief cameos. Yeah, Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise as Iron Man. I think at some point we will see that though. Probably. He sounds like he wants to do that. Yeah. And Feige, that is like another white whale of his. Yeah. <laughs> um I was think like I was thinking like even like smaller scale. Like I thought maybe they get Chris Evans back, but he would be Human Torch. Oh, that'd be cool. Or they get—I um, think it'd be too confusing for people. They get um, what's his name from uh, Always Sunny, the guy that plays Dennis, to like, do um, Star Lord because he was originally oh, yeah, cast yeah, yeah, as yeah. Star Lord, and he had to drop out because it conflicted with think, Always Sunny. I think doing like the double casting for someone that big, for someone that's appeared in MCU, not in a Marvel movie like what happened with Quicksilver, but if you if you put. Um, um uh Evan Peters. Yeah. Uh, but Evans, um Chris Evans. Chris Evans. As I think your general movie MCU watcher might it might be too confusing for them. It could could very well be. I mean we are also like in the age of streaming and yeah. all of that shit is on Disney Plus. Yeah, and they true. have that's like, true. You're right. And they have that stuff, like how they have it set up is like, and they Marvel, can have an in joke, like, "Hey, you look like Captain. You look like somebody I know." Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, like that is the kind of stuff that I'm assuming is going to be probably in Wolverine and Deadpool. Like that seems like more like the kind of movie that would have that. I mean, they had that in the second one because where they just like, well, the Fox can't get any cameos for anybody good, and then like in the next room is 
all of the fucking yeah. X-Men. Oh, Deadpool too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even I think even Quentin Quire's in the room, isn't he? Oh no, it's 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 Evan Peters. Evan Peters, yeah. Very he he's kind of modeled after Quentin Quire. Yeah. More than he is Quicksilver. <laughs> that is true. But I I don't know, I just I think if it's gonna happen it's probably going to be secret invasion. You think they might get a couple of ca- That's how they realize something's going on because the beyonder is such a lame bad guy. Oh, I can't. Who's He's... the bad guy going to be? I don't know for a secret invasion. You think it's going to be... be the beyonder? I, I don't or know. Or do you think it's going to be Kang or doom? I think it might tie into, I mean, it's hard to say that it's going to be doom when he hasn't even shown up yet at all. Like, that is one that they've been like. That was the hot rumor hot for rumor. Wakanda forever. Yeah, I know. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. Do you think there was something already in there that they took out? Maybe they decided not to go with it? I mean, There's it, something it with, just makes more sense as a story. Thing in the movie, me. they talk about, she talks about her professor. And I thought it was going to have something come back. Remember, uh, uh, Riri Williams says like her professor flunked her or something like that or stole her idea. Oh, I yeah, thought that yeah. was going to tie. I didn't think it was going to be Doom, but I thought it was going to tie no, back to I somebody. No, because I would say I'd be really pissed off if that was. Because that's not. Doom doesn't steal stuff. He doesn't steal ideas. But <laughs> you were all about him being a blogger. Just kidding. I was not I'm all just, about I'm him. Sorry. Let's not go down that train. Let's, let's. <laughs> I don't even hate that movie, but that is no, a yeah. terrible um, character trait. Do you think. Well, because we didn't have a chance to talk about Wakanda Forever. We probably won't for a little while, but. Yeah. Do you think that's going to tie in to be somebody? Or do you think it's just gone now, just an off mention because they didn't do could, anything with could it? could just be an off mention. I mean, it could be someone could that tie could into Armor, Armor Wars. Wars. Yeah, because she's... There's your Justin Hammer. He decided to be a professor. <laughs> <laughs> totally would steal her idea. Oh, yeah. He's a thief big time. No, yeah. he doesn't steal. <laughs> that, I I would be happy. I mean, it's any way to fit him in it. Right at this point, I'm probably going to be happy. I mean, well, how I thought Not they were going to bring in Doom was like... If they were going to do it in in a Black Panther movie, he would could be like a rival power the problem, that has adamantium instead of vibranium. Right. So he has like he has like a super powerful suit, but he doesn't need vibranium. He has his own yeah. power. And it, it becomes more of like a like a the problem industrial. I think when you add Doom is depending on how they do him. I guess they're gonna they're gonna really I would imagine like Doom is signature Marvel. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that's you their dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume they'll do him like they did Magneto in the X-Men movies. They're not going to kill him. And they might have him, like, be a background dude around forever. But, but the thing is, is the guy's too smart with science and magic, if if they go that route, for him to just stand by and do nothing. Unless he's time displaced, too. However, he's also apathetic. Right. I, I get that, but anything I mean, that's going to... If they do the time displaced thing, I mean, obviously, they'll probably have him be that. Yeah, but like Thanos wiping out half of... That that would affect Doom. That would affect Laveria. That's true. I mean, they really fuck themselves by doing that. I yeah. mean, I understand, I, I get why they did it, but like, by... It, it's Unless Doom such, got dusted. I mean, Maybe. Who knows? Like, who knows if he comes from even our universe? Maybe he's from like an alternate. That, universe. That's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think Doctor Doom is already in the MCU? 
I think I think he that could, universe. I think I think not the MCU, but I the think Prime Victor universe. Von Doom is in it, but I don't think Doom, it's that Doom. That I don't think Doom as Doom is showing up yet. So do you think not only are Fantastic Four time displaced, but they're time displaced from a different reality? I don't know because if they're from they're they could just be from a different reality that's more like 1960s Marvel, and then they get displaced here, and it's kind of like a culture like shell shock. So if and Doom comes here and he's like, this is so much easier to take over these people. Yeah. Whatever. So if Reed Richards, okay, so here's the thing with Kang controlling the whole original timeline. It would be a good read if they do the whole thing where maybe Reed Richards is King's son or whatever, mm. you know, or yeah, a descendant yeah, yeah. of King. He might make sure that Reed Richards never exists. That might be like a, a, a prime thing for even though he was he was seemed to be more good natured and good hearted than all the other King variants that he talks about. That might be something that he makes sure never comes to exist because Reed Richards could screw up his plan. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that might make sense now <clears throat> that after Loki, the, the TV show, that now Fantastic Four is back. Yeah, it drives me nuts that they're like. Because, like, maybe, maybe. So they're know. really not going to do Galactus. You don't think so? I don't know. How, do, how, would, do he, how would he fit into those? He's just going around devouring worlds. Right <laughs> He's making his way here. Yeah, I know. It's kind of tough. That's be the to... first villain, I guarantee it. You think so? I think maybe Doctor Doom will have, because I think Doctor Doom might end up being more of an anti-hero, kind of like Loki. That's the way that they, they, I mean, having him be a straight up evil bad guy is good and it works. However, he's best and to keep him around is to be ambivalent to everything right, else, yeah. unless it directly involves him. Right. And like that's how that that's how I like him in the books is like he only he only like when it he wants something or it when it if Reed Richards involves him isn't there if he's tied into Doom's creation story and Reed Richards isn't there Dr. Doom doesn't happen but maybe Kang couldn't just destroy Reed Richards and and Sue Storm and all them maybe he had to place them somewhere in like a pocket dimension kind of like what happens in the tva where it's on repeat mm, they, yeah he yeah has them placed in some kind of pocket dimension and that's why they're displaced when they come back that would be cool i, I would like that or you It'd think that's crazy. too like, i i mean con, too i'm having a hard time following it so okay. <laughs> yeah i mean it's not not that they don't do incredibly complicated like wow, I, you have to really follow and pay attention to Like the Loki show kind of has that aspect to it in certain parts. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess we'll have to see because maybe they're in the quantum zone. Like, that's where he placed them. Like how I said, the pocket dimension. Yeah. And Scott Lang has a chance he can free them or not. And Kang's trying to be like, dude, like, maybe Kang knows he can't kill him. I mean, and Scott Lang has history with the Fantastic yeah, Four as well. It wouldn't work. It, it, it wouldn't work if this because Prime Variant King doesn't care. You know, in the comics, King is bullied, right? And that's what 
because that's where Ironland comes from. Yeah. If I'm if I remember correctly. Ironland comes I mean, because King was bullied. An incredibly long time since I've read any of those old fantastic yeah. war books. So King stops himself from being bullied and says, Look at this is all the great things you're gonna do. Because he he gets beat bad. And he's and then that he's like, Oh, I don't want to be a supervillain because that was the catalyst leading him supervillain. He comes back in time to be Iron Lad. Oh, that's we're gonna read those issues. Okay. For when we get closer to the to the Loki Kang stuff, so I think we'll focus more on the Kang aspect than Loki when we do Loki. Uh, yeah, such I mean, a good run. Yeah, and then and Loki for our comics cast. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Is there any like um, what Loki books would would be like tie in for that? There's that mini series, but I I haven't read any of that stuff, so I I don't know Some how of the, well I, it ties I, into it, you know. I haven't read a lot of Loki stuff unless he was involved in other comics. Um, he was never like, because I wasn't a Thor guy and I always kind of thought he was. Lame. But that Loki <laughs> was always different than like Loki. The Tom, the Tom um, Hiddleston Loki is a totally different. But remember like they used to have like that until like the late nineties, early two thousands Thor and they were like here for here to whatever lingo that they yeah, used. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a there's an issue of Deadpool where Loki. Oh my gosh, this is gonna get so convoluted. Anyways, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into the aspect of everything. Sure, it's it's it was a Christopher Priest run, which is really good. Oh yeah, um, his uh, Black Panther. Run. Oh yeah, I mean he's that yeah he's yeah highly regarded for that run. But so on on Deadpool, he tells. Deadpool that he's his dad. And that's something that I had never heard. I never read those issues with Deadpool. I'm like, wait, what? You know? <laughs> and he's the one that kind of gives him like the accelerated healing factor and everything. Um, because Deadpool's turning into goop once he brings him back to life. But at some at some point we're gonna have wow. to do like character studies on our comic cast. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, so yeah. much stuff that goes into early Deadpool. So much. Like he just disappeared for a year. He was dead. And then but he wasn't dead. He came back. He, okay, it doesn't matter. But that's where Agent X came from. Okay. He's a really different character. Okay. But anyway, so. Um, no, I got um, you. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of familiar with that stuff, but not enough. I didn't know any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really hope if the X-Men stuff comes up, they, they really play up the old trope where Deadpool claims to be a mutant, but he's really not a mutant because he was just, his DNA was altered. Right. You know, and he's constantly reminded, you're not a mutant. It doesn't matter. Anyways, Kang, I th- I think you're right. I think we are going to see, and we're going to continue our Aquanomania talk, especially yes. once Golden's here. He, he missed the, the first episode. He's in London right now. He's, he's doing some crazy experiments with these lab monkeys and stuff, but so he's our resident science guy. He knows he's got all this DNA stuff down. To a he's collaborating with Kanye West. He is. I, I I don't think that album's going to happen, though. I don't think so. Um, anyways, we'll let Gold talk more about that stuff when he comes on. So, ah, <laughs> uh, geez. So, I think that it'll be interesting to hear Golden's take on what he thinks is going to happen for Quantum Mania because he tends to be right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's frustrating. He goes on these like li- seriously like ridiculous ideas. You're like, no. It's, there's no way and then he's partially right and then you yeah about it the and, my, and then yeah and then my like theory that like i feel like 
would be like a good story. Like, well, that makes sense for where the story would go. Never correct. I'm always wrong. My my theories are always incorrect. I still, I love bringing this up, and it's so conceited of me. But when Zack Snyder's um, Justice League was happening, yeah. and I was just going down all these rabbit holes, pointing out all these clues. I might as well had like the string and like the. Yeah, you uh, look like John Nash. And you're like, this is what I sound like when I talk about alien stuff. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen, dude. It sounded nuts. And then, like, one day, I just read. I was like, no fucking way is this happening. <laughs> anyway. And then it did. And then it came out. And it actually so wasn't bad, it. but it was like, I was like, man, that movie did not need to be four hours long. But However, I watched it. I'm like, I don't know what I would cut. Yeah. Like there's stuff like yeah, there are yeah, things yeah. I would cut like the singing, like when Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, not enough to cut it down to like less than a three and a half hours. No. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Like, but if your movie has to be that long, is it a good movie? Like, if it has to be three and a half hours long, like the only thing, the okay, only thing that I was like, I mean, true, an Infinity War. But those movies don't feel like three-hour movies. Those and those are, those were, sorry, those were built up from, you know, mo- like twenty other movies. And this is built up from two movies that one of them is like whatever. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it is way better than the Joss Whedon one. That movie is trash. So let's just make a couple predictions here. Sure. Fantastic Four. Are they in Quantum Media? I th- they're at least mentioned. Okay. They're at least mentioned. I don't either by Kang or by somebody else. Okay. I think they're. I think they'd be. So let's there. say they're at least mentioned or in a stinger, like yeah. at the end credits. You know what? Stinger is probably the best bet for that. I bet. I bet. You know what? I I don't know if they have anybody cast, though, and that movie is coming out. Yeah. Well, maybe they do, and we just don't know. It's also There's true. so much stuff going on. That there's a lot of stuff that's being able to sneak by. Like, I think a lot. there's a lot of secrecy going on with Deadpool, like, because now you know Hugh Jack. That's what everyone cares about. They want to know more about Hugh Jackman. No one's paying attention to the other stuff that are going on. You know, right. if they haven't started shooting, people are going to be showing up on set. There's going to be paparazzi all over the place if they can get to those locations and honestly they've been really good about like closing that stuff off a lot a lot of that stuff leaks anymore yeah so i mean deadpool however it leaks in other ways like people are just you just hear about it thunderbolts comes out like that summer and then deadpool's november i think deadpool shows up in thunderbolts wow maybe i don't know I don't know if Deadpool is going to show up in anything other than the Deadpool movie at first. Because maybe they don't want to necessarily make him. Yeah. I mean, is it going to be rated R? Yeah. That okay. is going to be rated R, which is another reason why I don't think they're going to be the only thing super I could duper see, advertising it. I mean, I could see him still showing up in MCU stuff, but it's like the comics where everything's like bleeped out. That's <clears> what. Or he's given the uh, obligatory <laughs> F word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I what I saw somebody suggest, and I think that would be a good idea, is he like 
have Ryan Reynolds do the Deadpool cameo as as opposed to, you know, the Stan Lee. He takes over as Stan Lee. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, or like Deadpool just pops up every once yeah. in like in the background of a scene. That would be hilarious. Um also I could see him being like, Oh, I gotta keep it PG thirteen so I can keep showing up in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be like a, 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 he would talk about it. For I'm sure. I'm gonna say just so we're not on the same thing, because I kind of agree with you with this stinger part if it's going to show up or mentioned but yeah. i'm gonna say no no fantastic four maybe not fantastic four maybe doom that's the other thing i'm gonna ask are we gonna get doom first okay assuming they don't appear at the same time or, or, or the same movie or show whatever same episode are we going to get doom first or fantastic four i think first? We're, i think we might get doom first um it would be a really interesting way to introduce everybody else is to show the bad guy first. And he's such a great, like, honestly, like when people like Fantastic Four, I think they like Doom. Like as far as me go, I could, the Fantastic Four are fine. I like the thing a lot, but as like, as a team and characters, I'm like, they're kind of whatever they're, they're the first one. So they they feel important. Right. But they have, because they're the first ones, they also have a lot of the good bad guys and Doom is the best bad guy. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's maybe I'm wrong here, but in my thinking, in my brain right now, maybe, and maybe we can rearrange this, but Spider-Man is, I mean, Cap and them are close seconds, but Spider-Man is the Marvel icon for heroes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for and sure. Doom is the Marvel icon for villains. Yeah, like, like if we were... If we're doing against DC, like Batman would be like the DC like face and probably the Joker. Would Batman be. or Superman. But yeah, yeah they could be interchangeable. But yeah. And, and while Spider-Man has a ton of like memorable bad guys, everybody loves him. He doesn't have one that's like the face like other than Green Goblin. But Doom is like would be like the face of like. Marvel yeah. And, 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 and keep in mind, listener, that this is us coming from Marvel perspective about our DC thoughts. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, you think Doom is the iconic? I, yeah, I mean, because of sure. Stan Lee, like he he made Doom the bad guy. He's so cool looking. He's really well written. He's his his motivations are, are are excellent, and he like he interacts with everybody. Right. Like he interacts with literally. You need like yeah. He's just he's really like a really good bad guy. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're closing in on two hours. Damn. So. Um, <laughs> that that's we our quantum media thoughts i know we yeah, i mean i could talk out. another two hours about so i think it. every episode will because our opinions are going to change as it gets closer and trailers release like they will tomorrow um so we'll continue our quantum mania talk at the end of next episode yep <clears throat> but, our, our, our opinions will evolve yeah but yeah it'll be it'll be cool looking back it's kind of like a time capsule but yeah. only for a couple months <laughs> <laughs> all right